James. Thank you, team. Good morning, church. How are you all? That's good. Good to hear. Great. I heard a great. Is that you, Robin? It was. I heard your voice, my friend. Great. Love that. I, uh, I used to say awesome a lot. And uh, like a lot. Oh, tonight's going to be awesome. Today's going to be awesome. This is going to be And I was like, I've got to change my word. And uh, so I decided last year was going to be fantastic. So last year, the word I used was fantastic. And I haven't got a word for this year uh, to use, but it's, it's not awesome anymore. <laughs> Great. I like that one. Yes. Well, it is good to be together again. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, my heart goes out to those that can't gather at the moment. And uh, for the world, it's in our face, isn't it? Just the, the evil and the wickedness of the heart of man just wrenching across so many countries in the world at the moment. And so, church, I encourage you, keep praying. Keep praying because prayer is powerful. It is powerful. Even if you can't see the result, you've got to believe in the result of prayer. Don't, don't let prayer become a cliche statement in your life. You know, I always uh, challenge young people. I'm like, if you say you're going to pray for someone, actually pray for them. Because if you don't, it will, when people say they're praying for you, you won't believe it. So make sure if you say, I'm going to pray for you, take a note or, or jot something down in your phone or things like that. It's so important because prayer is a weapon. It's a sword. It's how we fight. It's how we see things undone. Amen? Amen. Well, uh, I had a great week off last week with Yuvana. Top tip for you, if you're a, if you're a full-time worker, if you're a salary or self-employed or things like that, uh, go away before you need the holiday. Because if you go away before you need the holiday, you'll come back so extra charged up, you'll love it. You know, the, we get given, you know, generally speaking, for the standard uh, career is four weeks of annual leave. Uh, a year, if the world thinks it's good to rest, and I know God believes and has taught us that it is very, very good to rest, and uh, I want to encourage you to do it, to, to take your wife away, take your family away, take your, take your family away and be together and just rest, enjoy each other. Remember, we were, we were put on this earth in a garden called Eden to enjoy each other and our time with our Heavenly Father, so enjoy life. Take your holidays, and uh, I encourage you, you will be blessed. I, uh, I went away, and I uh, didn't actually feel like I needed a holiday this time. And um, uh, we went for three nights up to Witter, uh, and uh, it's a suburb 10 minutes northwest of Mullaney. It was awesome. It's like this timber cottage built, and uh, just all these cool things, and fireplaces, and no reception, and it's unbelievable. Put my foot up on the balcony deck chair and read a book. It was awesome. Went into town in Mullaney and got coffees and every single person walked by and patted Chip and he was loving it, I was loving it, Yovana was loving it. But I came back and Pastor Mark was like, oh, Joe, how was your holiday? I was like, I feel like I've had three weeks off. It was awesome. So I encourage you, use your annual leave because it will bless you and it will bless those around you. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. It's uh, a lot of white chairs out today. I like this. It's good. One stack left. Where's John? There you are, front row. I like that. One stack left. That's awesome. Hey, last week there was apparently two stacks left. This week there's one stack left. So uh, 
We bought 60 more chairs this week. Yes. So it's okay. You can keep inviting your family and friends because uh, 60 chairs are on the way. And if they don't get here in time, we'll just hire chairs or something. It is a good thing that the house of God is growing. Yes. All right. I, uh, I want to preach to you a message uh, this morning. I'm so excited to, to preach uh, to you today the Word of God. I've, I've entitled it The Alternative. The Alternative. Think about this. What is the alternative to Jesus? What, what is the alternative to the Christian faith? And do you really want that? What, what's the alternative? And, and is it worth it? Is there another faith? Is there another way? What's the alternative? If you look around, you're not really going to be enticed by the alternative. So if there is no alternative worth living for, then let's live for Jesus. Let's jump in all in wholeheartedly and let's go for it. Let's run the race. Let's run the race with endurance because the alternative, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, is not worth it. It is not worth it. There is no other way. The only way is Jesus. The only way is Jesus. I want to pray this morning as I open up the Word of God. We're going to start in Luke chapter 12. And Heavenly Father, I ask that you would speak to us today. Holy Spirit, you are sent as our helper. And so much more. As God, I pray that you would minister to us today. In us and through us. Change us, Lord. Help us to become more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. 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 The fleetingness of life. The fleetingness of life. Here today and gone tomorrow, the word says. Like the blink of an eye. The fleetingness of life. Luke chapter 12. Jesus is sharing an illustration to his people. And he said this from verse 35 to 40. He said, Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth. He himself will seat them, put on an apron, and serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected." I have a point message today, (laughs) a four-point message, not a lot of points, just four, and uh, I don't normally preach with points, but as I was just spending time with God and developing this and putting all the thoughts down and and studying and getting into it, I was like, I've got four points today, (laughs) this is unusual, and so I'm going to give you four points. My first point is this, living ready. Number one, living ready. Jesus said, you must be ready all the time. All the time. I was uh, recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, very recently, um, I tried to go off and have a little sneaky weekend away with one of my friends. And uh, just a night, and uh, we, we booked an Airbnb out at Esk. 
and it was Friday night of the recent Brisbane floods. And uh, I, I had the whole weekend planned. I had the whole, the whole event perfect, uh, down to a T to the point that I didn't even have time to get out of my work attire into some casual, comfortable clothes. We just crammed everything into the 4B and, and picked up my friend and took my dog and, and off we went. We hit the road, we're on the highway, we're heading down towards the coast and we veer off to head into Wesk and we are just talking up a storm and listening to worship music and it was awesome. All the plans were, were there. And then we hit a police officer and water across the road. And we're like, ah. We wound down the window and the police officer came out. He's like, oh, look, are you guys local? And I'm like, no, no, we're uh, just trying to get through to a holiday home that we've booked. And he's like, oh, okay, well, just follow that ute. He's going to try another road. I was like, oh, okay. So we turn around and we go down the next road and the next and the next and the next, and we're zooming out on maps and zooming in and trying to find a way across, and we could not find a way across. We went across so many roads to try and find a way through, but this, this river, it was just so frustratingly flowing and annoying us, every road we took. And then Hendrico turns to me, and he says, oh, go down this road, Coochin Lane, Coachin Lane, Coach Lane, and we get there, and it's it's coach lane, and, and I, I, I'm like, what, there? And it was like dark, trees, no pavement, <laughs> no posts, no lights, nothing. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah look, it's coming up on Google. It, it's, it's coach lane, it joins with lover's lane. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I'm starting going down, it's down this hill, and it's a dirt track, and four high, and keep driving, <laughs> fall low lock, let's go, and, and uh, we, we get down, and, and, and I'm like, Drico, I'm not sure about this road, those ruts are decent, my friend, they're, they're about a metre deep, and uh, I'm just rolling with highway terrain at the moment, I, I haven't got anything, and uh, I'm like, bro, I don't have a winch, I don't have max tracks, I don't even have a shovel, we have nothing, and I'm literally driving down in four-wheel drive down this, this road, and I decide to stop. I heard this check, the Holy Spirit, and I knew I had to stop in that very exact spot. And I stopped, and I said, bro, it's getting worse. Look at that. I'm like, you got to get out and go check it out. I'm like, and he's like, me? Yeah, you, you get out in the rain and go check it out. And I had my whites on. I was like, I'm not getting out. And so he gets out and, you know, he, he's walking down. He's like, phone torch, this and that. And, and then I, while he's doing that, I'm zooming out on maps again. Zooming out, I'm like, you will not believe it. What's down the bottom of Coach Lane? The same creek. It's not a creek, though. It's a river, my friend. It's a raging river by now. I'm sure of it. I'm like, no way. Not only are we going to hit water, I'm going to hit that meter rut drop. And it's, it's like, and now it's like, it's getting worse. The situation, it's deteriorating fast. And I'm like, we ain't moving. And uh, he, I'm, Draco, come back. I'm calling out. And he's coming back. And, and I'm like, bro, it leads to the river, the same river we've been trying to get past. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and so I'm like, we've got to turn around. And I get out in my whites. They're still in the laundry, Clive. They're still in the laundry. 
I sit on our second bathroom toilet. I just stare at these white shoes every day since. And I'm like, they're ruined. They're, they're brown shoes now. And uh, they're not meant to be brown. They've got clay all over it. And you would not believe it. We, turn, we start to turn the four-wheel drive on the spot. All fours spinning <laughs> to turn this thing. And uh, we get it up over this little little mound on the side of this road. And, and then I'm trying to go forward and it's not going forward. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, now I've four drived a lot. You know, if you can't go forward, you go backwards. So I'm going backwards and, and the front wheels are hitting the mound. I just dropped us over on and I opened the door. I'm like, whoa, that's very close. Belly on the <laughs> dirt. Yes. So my friend, he gets out there. He starts rocking this thing sideways and backwards, gets behind me. And I'm like, don't get behind me. I've got to start planting it. So, so I go from, from four high lock down into four low lock. And this thing is just working to the max. I'm rocking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Finally, I get up the front wheels onto the mound, knowing that a meter behind me is a meter drop. You would not believe this. And Drico goes, bro, just roll it back. You would not believe this. Right behind your two wheels are two giant boulders. You're not going to go in. I got, I was disbelief. I got out and I walked around the back of the forward drive. And right where my wheels are going to reverse into are two boulders that are stuck on the edge of this and I, we just, both of us, I start praising God, he starts praising God. We were both freaking out a little. We've done a lot of four driving together, but we've normally got a whole lot of recovery. Trust me, we were not ready this time. That's the whole point of this, by the way. We were not ready this time at all. Like, we were so underprepared in every way, shape, and form. God is so good. God is so good. He wants to be a part of every little part of our life, even Coach Lane. God wants to be a part of Coach Lane. It's true. And uh, so we're able to reverse down. And then I launch myself off these two boulders and I didn't stop. I'm like, get in. <laughs> we start like slipping our way up and over this way. And Yvonne is finding out a few more details today than I let on last time. But it's, I'm preaching, so I've got to give you all the details. Amen? Yes. Oh my gosh. Can I tell you, you must be ready at all times when you are four driving with highway terrain tires. <laughs> it was wild. It's the same in life. We've got to be ready at all times. We don't know. We don't know what's coming around the corner. I mean, who would have thought a one in 100 year flood would become a one in 10 year flood? You know, I did some math. The next flood's going to be in 2025, May. <laughs> I'm not prophesying, it's just math. If you, if you take 74 to 2011, 37 years, or 2011 to 2022, it's 11 years, it's, it's getting closer. So I, I, I subtracted it and divided it and did this and that. And anyways, 3.3 3. 3 years. So it'll be May of 2025. And uh, global warming, my friends, global warming. It's happening. It's happening. It's true, it's hot. I need to turn the air cons down. It's, it's, that's a thing. It's true. You can only take so many clothes off and be appropriate. But everyone can wear a little cardi and be a little bit comfortable in the air con. You must be ready all the time, Jesus said. 
Because if you're not ready, you might not make it. You know, if we knew something bad was going to happen, we wouldn't let it happen. You ever think about that? Jesus is, is using an illustration to teach us a life principle. That if you knew something bad was going to happen, if someone, the illustration he used was a burglar break into your home, if you knew that, you'd wait up. He's like, surprise, gotcha. Right along, my little friend, try someone else. How much more should we take attention and pay attention to our souls, though? We, we protect our possessions. But church, what about our souls? What about living a life that is protecting our souls? Because possession and stuff comes and goes. I'm sure many of you know that. I'm sure the older you are in this room, you know very well that money comes and money goes. Stuff comes and stuff goes. But we spend so much time prioritizing the protection of our possessions and not enough time prioritizing the protection of our souls. Is anything worth more than your soul, the word says. We need to guard our heart, our soul, and so much more important than just the stuff that you and I acquire in this time. The stuff is tools for now. But our soul will be everlasting. Your soul will live forever. And it's so important to ensure that you are guarding your soul and guarding your heart and protecting your mind. Remember this, souls over stuff. Souls over stuff. We've got to be ready at all times. What can we do to live ready all the time? What can we do? Pray daily. Pray daily. You'll see it on the screen, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Pray. Pray the prayer daily. If you haven't developed a habit of prayer in your life, a, a, a prayer without ceasing lifestyle, a good morning Jesus in the morning and don't say amen. Don't say amen until you put your head on the pillow at night. Keep the conversation going with your creator because he, he wants to commune with you in your life. Pray daily. Pray all the time. Tell him about the good stuff and the bad stuff. Tell him about the big things and the little things. Include the Holy Spirit in each and every part of your life and you'll receive the blessing that's attached to doing so. If you haven't developed a daily lifestyle of prayer, just start with the Lord's Prayer. Pray it every day. It's small. Stick it up on your, on your bedroom door or your mirror or something and, and start to pray it every day. What else can we do to, to live ready? Read. Read the Word of God. You know, I, I want to... I want to start a trend in church. Bring your Bible to church trend. You know, who's got an OG Bible today? Show me if you've got a, a real one. Yes, there they are. Love them. The OG Bible, paper, black and white. It's good. This is an appropriate place to carry the Bible around. But can I tell you, some places it may be not so appropriate to carry a Bible around, but I carry my Bible around everywhere. And this thing, I highlight it, there's notes on there, there is everything. And you know what? I've got my phone on me all times. I'm sure most of you have your phone on you, which means if you've got the Bible app, you've got the Bible on you all the time. You have the Bible at work, in your lunchroom, on the train, 
It's in your pocket, in the car, or in the cup holder, or wherever it sits in your car. You are carrying the Word of God around with you. I want to encourage you, if you don't have a, a, a Bible on your phone, I encourage you, get the Bible app. It's awesome. Connect with it. Connect with each other. You can even connect through social media and have friends on your, on, your, on your Bible app. Sometimes in a morning, I'll see more notifications on my phone from the Bible app than I will from other things. How good is that? People liking verses and highlighting and doing Bible reading plans and stuff like that. I want to encourage you, make it a habit to bring your Bible to church too. If you don't want to bring the OG, bring your phone, open it out, get the app, highlight the verses. Start to develop a love to read the Word of God daily. Worship. Worshiping is prioritizing God. It's, it's living humbly. It's saying, God, I love you. God, I need you. Just to spend time with Him. You know, if you put some worship music on in your home, you'll create an atmosphere. You will. Because light expels darkness. Parents, put worship music on in your home. Let your children find you worshiping. Put it on in the background. Turn it up when you hear your favorite worship song for that week and, and just sing it all around. Worship God. It, it prioritizes your relationship with Him. Come on, the veil was torn for our access, our daily access. You're allowed to spend time with the King of Kings. Another one, speak. Declare daily. Word and deed. Speech and actions. Speak it out. Declare the good things of God over your life. Do things like compliment character over clothes. If you see someone doing something that's attractive, well, that's better to encourage them that rather to just encourage someone that they look good. Encourage someone that they're doing good. Let's compliment character over clothes and start to speak out the good things of God. Love. Love is action. Love God, love others. Love. Love daily. Love daily. Love like Jesus did. Love yourself the way Jesus does. Maybe you need to forgive yourself. Love yourself the way Jesus does. Love others the way Jesus did, the way Jesus taught us to. Maybe there's others that you need to forgive today. Let it go. Love. Let love flow and overflow. Live ready all the time. This is my question. If Jesus came back today, would he come and find you ready? See, when someone has been given much, much will be expected. When someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. If you live ready, God has promised us a reward. He said a reward will be there for those that are found ready. What does man live seeking constantly? What does humanity live seeking? Rewards. Number two, living God's way. You live God's way, comes with a reward. There's a commanded blessing attached to living life, following and obeying the commandments of God. Not just for the time to come, not just for heaven, but for now. Check this out. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 says, Physical training is good. One temple, one life. But training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Church, you don't have to wait for your awards just in heaven. They're the ones that will last forever. They're the ones that Jesus said the rust and the moth and the thieves cannot get to and destroy. But you and I have rewards for now. And you are able to access the rewards that God wants for you. 
the ones who are a part of His will to see the, the calling on your lives come to full fruition. And, you know, if you're, if you're a, a family person here, there's gifts that God has for you, rewards, so that you can bless the people around you. If you're a business owner or an employer or an employee, then there is a reward for you to access to bless those around you. Not just for the time to come, the Word of God says, also for now. So you can get up in the morning daily and say, no, today I'm going to live God's way and I'm going to see a blessing come on that company. I want that company to be blessed because I work there. I want this street to be blessed because I live there. That's the attitude of living ready. See, it's the good stuff, the benefits. The Bible teaches us to always be doing everything as if we were doing it unto the Lord. Let me illustrate it like this. If you are starting to do something wrong and you, and, and you start to, 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 to walk down this street or this direction and you feel like things are just going wrong, well, I can tell you that uh, God's not going to bless that. If you're not living the way God wants you to live, He's not going to bless you and the hand of God will come off of your life. The provision, the protection comes off of your life because he's a good God, he's a good father, because he doesn't want you to get comfortable or think it's okay or think that, well, well, I'm, it's good enough or uh, God's still looking after me and dad's still blessing me. No, that's not a good father, that's not a good God. The heart of the father is that we would repent and turn and as we start to come back, as we start to seek God, the, well, the hand of God comes back, the provision their protection. God's a good God. He's our dad. He's the best dad. It's better than all the dads in the world put together. He's our father. He loves us. The benefits of belonging to God will always far outweigh the benefits that the world can offer us. Nothing can compare. Jesus said, you'll never thirst again. You'll never thirst again, Jesus said. You see, the world requires us to keep going back for more, but, but God requires us to live pure, to live set apart, to live holy. Number three, living the alternative. What's the alternative to Jesus? Fake love. Counterfeit riches. Stuff that only lasts for a moment. Stuff that can be destroyed. Stuff that you can't take with you. It's a deception of freedom. The world holds to this policy of freedom. It's a deception. It's not freedom. Anything that you start to serve, you'll become a slave to it. That's bondage. It's not freedom. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. What we serve will become a slave to. We'll become a slave to what we serve. Are you a slave to something? Are you a slave to something? True freedom, real freedom is only found in Jesus. The alternative is not worth it. There is no alternative to Jesus that is worth it. Do you really have the time to not be ready? You know, every, every minute of every day ticks away. 
becomes the hour, becomes the day. It's 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. It just keeps ticking. We don't get time back, do we? It's the one commodity that we cannot reproduce. All other commodities we can reproduce, but not time. Time comes and goes. The Bible talks about the fleetingness of life. You'll never get today back once it's done. You know, I think about uh, our church services, 10 o'clock to 11.30, one and a half hours. One and a half hours a week, 52 weeks in a year. Only 52 weeks. Only 52 one and a half hour services. Seven, eight hours in a year. That's it, 78 hours in a year. You divide that by days, it's 3.25 days. It's less than half a week. Less than half a week. You think about that. It's only two, only 52 moments to invite someone to church. Only 52. 52 days out of 365. That's it. And once they've come, they've come. Once they're gone, they're gone. Only 52 chances to get into the sanctuary. 52 moments to gather, 52 moments to come together. But think of it, that there is 52 chances for a miracle, 52 chances for breakthrough in your life, 52 chances, chances for the gift that you are to be given to someone around you and 52 chances for the gifts around you to be given to you, 52 moments to encounter God. You know, if you, if you give God just one more, one more moment a week, just a life group or a, or a men's meeting or a, a second service or, or, or whatever it might be, you instantly double your chances to 104 moments in a year. Moments to gather as the family and to encourage and love on one another, but the, the opposite is also true. If you skip a week, if you miss a week, if you've developed a fortnightly habit of time with God, then you, you instantly go from 52 to 26, only 26 moments in a year. It just takes one extra moment to double it, but it takes one less moment to halve it. Is there an urgency to your walk with God? Is there an urgency to your love for others around you? Imagine what God could do with even more. Imagine what God could do with, with double the chances, triple the chances. Imagine what God could do in you and through you. Only Jesus. My last point. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 to 25. The writer says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. So let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. 
And let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another. Especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. Do not forsake the gathering. Do not forsake the gathering. You will be encouraged every week. Corrected and challenged and set on course to your benefit. Your opportunity to encourage and serve your neighbor with your gift. Your relationship status can change. Come on, there's so much that God can do when we give Him the time that He has blessed us with. Your next business partner could be found. You have no idea what God might do for you when you gather in His presence because He's promised He'll be there. Jesus is in the room, my friend. Jesus is in the room today. He's here. He's with us. He's loving you and He's loving through you today. Come on, do not forsake the gathering. Just think of what God could do. Can I get the band to come back, please? Church, the alternative is not worth it. The alternative to Christ, the alternative to the Christian faith, the alternative to Jesus the alternative to our heavenly Father, the alternative to God, King of kings, Lord of lords, hallowed be His name. The alternative is not worth it. Let Jesus be your only choice. Let Jesus be your only pursuit. Let Jesus come to you and flow through you because I can promise you that all the promises in the Word of God will be yours and yours to have. Choose to belong to God. Choose to belong to God. Can I tell you, heaven and hell is real. It's coming. The new heavens and the new earth will be revealed and judgment day is coming. Heaven and hell is real. So I want to encourage you to not waste a moment. To live large. To enjoy what God has given you to enjoy. To live content and live out the calling of God on your life. To be a Christian. To love God and to love others. To to forgive quickly and to run in freedom and to live out in breakthrough what God has for you, to to walk into the Holy of Holies and to access what God has given you. You are a son and a daughter of the King of all kings. Claim your identity. Live out your identity. Be a Christian. Be someone who the world can look at and go, I want what they have. Because what they have is what I need and what you have is Jesus. Jesus is the answer. He is the only way. There is no alternative that is worth it.